0: Faith, love, truth, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life, arming you with the truth and the mindset to lead courageously in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead Y'all didn't know it, but uh, we got some special walkout intro music for this guest. Come on. This song. Got to tell you guys, we got a big time guest today. The man behind this song and many others that I've been listening to with my family. I gotta wait till the
1: drop because it's just it was. I don't know if Curtis. they ca- I I can't hear it. Maybe they I don't know you if you can hear it.
2: Yeah. A-
0: All right. <laughs> today on the show, y'all know we got a couple different show formats, but today is uh not a real truth, a solo truth, but a real conversation, aka an interview with an awesome guest, nominated for the We Love Christian Music Awards EP of the Year for 2022. Yeah. His song Vegan Burgers spent 15 weeks on Christian Radio Billboard, spending five weeks at number three on the Christian Hot Chart. And Space Dogs went viral on TikTok with over 36 million streams. And I'll, I'll show him now. I told him before the show that I'd surprise him with this. I, I didn't want to tell him. When we were booking this podcast because i didn't want him to think i was like a crazy groupie stalker but i'll show the camera i got my spotify rap for the year Let's and go. songs on. one through five are all curtis hoppy come on somebody. jamming with our three-year-old daughter to some <laughs> uh some really cool christian music you know my whole life i kind of stayed away from i'm a lifelong christian curtis and uh grew up in a very conservative organized church and um very theologically sound good teaching great great place i'm still there and um we just kind of are careful with music that may or may not have the greatest theology in the lyrics yeah and um you know for some reason a lot of christian music it gets a bad rap for just not being that cool and when we came across your music man we were just super excited to find some cool theologically sound christian music so i am absolutely pumped today oh. to have curtis hoppy on the show curtis welcome to gle hey thanks for having me thanks for having me
1: thanks for the intro that was a great intro
0: yeah 100 brother so listen man you you've got songs with millions and millions of downloads i mean you're essentially famous right and you know the world today is cool you can just dm famous people and <laughs> and uh connect with them but uh obviously you've come a long way probably since the start so you know maybe just for me since i'm just meeting you for the first time and the audience give us a little bit of your backstory like how did how did curtis hoppy get to millions of downloads and sitting on and singing on stages rapping on stages and making music
1: well it's kind of a long story if you do you want to hear like testimony you want to go music or you want to go testimony a little bit
0: we can do both but maybe let's start with maybe let's start with career
1: music and then we'll get into testimony later on so I started making music in like 2013 and uh, I wasn't a Christian. Um, I just was a dude who felt led to start making music. And I was like, kind of uh, like anti-Illuminati type person. That was kind of my, and I honestly, like oddly, like the thought of when this Illuminati thing popped up and me being like almost consumed by it and always being honestly like just smoking lots of pot and Was it like a Tupac thing? Like a post-Tupac death thing? No, no. It was more like uh, just like literally the industry and like what was going on in the industry. And this dude named Hobson was telling me he called out my entire life. Basically, was like all you do is – he said it in a song. He's like all you do is smoke weed, hang out with girls, and and think that you're going to be rich and famous one day. Wow. But you're never going to be any of these things because all you ever do is party and – waste your time you know and uh, and he was always this dude that was like man the industry is trying to brainwash you and stuff like that and i was like man the industry is super evil there's evil in this industry and like there's this like evil secret evil society basically That is really trying to control our minds and control us through this. So that's real
0: stuff. That was one of my questions, Curtis, is like, is the whole satanic rituals, demonic stuff behind the music industry? That's all true. Yeah, I believe so. That's real stuff. I mean, it's it's so in our face today. You see artists, you know, blatant satanic stuff going on on stage in their music videos. Yeah, it's kind of it seems kind of obvious, at least to me.
1: I don't know about you, but yeah. um, Oh, 100 percent. And for me back then, I just started going on these rabbit trails of like watching videos of like the evilness inside of the industry and stuff. And my thought was, um, well, if there is some secret evil society Mm -hmm. that is ran by the devil, Mm -hmm. then there must be a secret group of people who are fighting for the light. There you go. And my goal was, I want to find those people, and I want to be a part of that movement. I love it. Yeah. What and What were you doing before that?
0: Like, honestly, before you started making music in
1: 2013? I pretty much, I, like, played video games all day. Really? Pretty much. I played video games all day, smoked weed every day. I went to parties on the weekends. I lived at my grandma's. Uh, I... Felled out of college i was your uh uh class a uh family black sheep wow okay you no know, i was you know the dude that you know everybody went to college graduated right. you know and i was a dude that just couldn't get my head on straight because I what was your family all- like you have mom and
0: dad how many siblings
1: uh, I lost my dad when I was five. Oh, wow. Okay. One brother. I have my mom and my mom never remarried. Okay. And, uh, we went to church maybe two times a year, maybe sometimes she would drop us off at youth group. Um, right. but I didn't really, I didn't know anything. Like I got confirmed. So it was like a Lutheran church. Yeah. I'm like, Lutheran Missouri yeah. Synod. What kind of Lutheran? Um, Community Lutheran Church in Las Vegas. That was uh, oh, Okay. I don't, but, there's so I different
0: sometimes Lutherans get a bad rap these days cuz there's there's people that like just like Christians, right? People call themselves things and they don't really yeah. believe or do the things that Christians really do, right? So And my family be careful.
1: Lutheran, Yeah, my family didn't talk about religion at all. Right. Right. Our religion growing up was track and field. So oh, wow, okay. Like literally by the time I was 10 years old I was a 15 time all American second in the Junior Olympics like in track and field track and field we wow. trained trained four days a week raced one day a week my wow. entire my entire life and um kind of what sent me on my spiral was up until 10 or 11 my everything about me my entire identity everything was tied up in track and field mm hmm so if I had a coin and I was throwing it into to Wishing Well, I was wishing to go to the Olympics. It was Olympics, mm-hmm. Olympics, Olympics. Um, and then when I was 11, I went from being ranked second in the nation to ranked 80th just overnight. Right. And um, I, for the first time ever, questioned that identity pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, will I be able to make it to the Olympics? Mm-hmm. Am I good enough? All these types of things kind of just right. started coming into my mind. And, uh, you know, where, you know, people who are like, what's happened, man? What happened to you? How come you're slowing down? I'm just getting all these these uh, weird things. And um, I went to a buddy's house and he introduced me to a video game called Warcraft 3. Oh, wow. It's a strategy game. Yeah. And uh, uh, I end up playing that game for that game in Starcraft for like 14 years. Oh, my. Wow, yeah, dude. I got it's the same thing of like when I ran track, I'm like super all in. You right. know, I'm, I'm super all in, I'm hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started playing the video games, it like filled that thing in my heart that running was filling. Sure. You know? Um, what,
0: and, uh, what do you think about video games in general? Like, do you have any um, so, weird Illuminati type thoughts about the video game I mean, industry? Do,
1: do I think that video games are good examples for the world? Not necessarily, you know, like I'm, I'm not, you won't see me playing, uh, 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 vice city or i mean what sure yeah yeah. grand theft auto 6 or nothing like that you know um the way i kind of see it is is for me when i got saved god revealed to me that when i play video games i worship them more than i worship him right so but i also believe that there's people who are called to go into that industry or go into that place Mm -hmm. and be the light of the world sure that's so, for me I couldn't
0: yeah yeah so you started I, I love how you said fighting for the light you know you were looking for that group that's fighting for the light in in the music world mm-hmm. so where where did you find that I mean how how did you even go about finding that
1: so I uh pretty much just started searching for truth I had a whole lot of uh anxiety and a whole lot of like sleeplessness you know that comes from smoking pot every day that comes right. from you know, just not having any actual like um purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. there's like no purpose in your life suddenly, like all these things, you know, especially being right. high and uh uh you know, went through like like some thoughts like suicidal thoughts at times and and massive depression and and really, really bad um insomnia and and stuff like that and um, so I started making music. And I was putting it out. And as I was putting it out, I was starting to gain this traction, right? And as I was gaining the traction, God put it on my heart, which this is before I knew who God was, but he would put things on my heart as I was going through my Mm -hmm. life. And uh, he put it on my heart that there's power in my music, Mm -hmm. right? And that people are going to idolize what I'm doing, whether I want them to or not. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I'm going to be held accountable for every word that I put into mm-hmm. my. Mind. And if I'm going to do this, I need to make sure I'm giving them the truth. Right. right? So I start searching for truth. Mm-hmm. And for me at that time, it. um, Jesus didn't really cross my mind fully, you know, because, you know, I went to church as a kid. Nothing super special happened. Were me you baptized there. as a kid? As an infant, as a baby, yeah, as a baby, yeah. yeah. So I was baptized in in the Lutheran Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Grew up in it's Las interesting.
0: Vegas. Interesting. It's um, interesting how like pre-baptism, pre-exposure, really to the church in general, you felt like the Holy Spirit was putting stuff on your heart. I was baptized cool. as an infant too,
1: and, and and I didn't even know necessarily that it was the Holy Spirit, but I just knew I knew I knew God was there. You know, right? For me, when I thought of Jesus, it was like, okay, yeah, cool dude. Respect to his name right uh he's a great guy great guy but and like so if somebody growing up would say something like just blatantly disrespectful about jesus i'm like bro what like right why are you doing that you know um but when i started seeking the truth for me jesus was kind of like um old news almost right Mm -hmm. it was like oh he's like the old dude you know he cool you know but i wanna i wanna find the truth right Right. so uh, I dived into new age personally. Hmm. Right at the beginning, I dived into new age, like, because, you know, I'm like, okay, meditation. I start doing meditation. I start learning about chakras. I start learning about all these things in this thing called spirit science,
2: mm-hmm. right,
1: which to me I didn't understand was, uh, you know, witchcraft that I was par- partaking in. Um, See, I think
0: a lot, uh, this is a really important point, I think, because a lot of people, Th- th- like the world's mixing these things these days. They try to kind of blend it all together and make it seem
1: the same, am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's definitely they they just want to I don't know, they want us to do something other than find the real truth. Yeah. Right? Because the real truth actually just like it's so, a con- yeah, and it's controversial too. It's just yeah. like it stops the devil in its path. Right? You know? Because it's like, "Oh, if Jesus is who he says he is, then all this stuff is, is kind of witchcraft. If you, if you just, you know, if you really put it in, you know, into truth it, it is. And so for me, I'm searching in this place. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to, you know, get in touch with the universe and all that type of stuff and sure. find my peace. And that's what I was looking for. Right. And I had a buddy of mine come over and we were going to make a song and uh, he's kind of I I would see him if I look at him now he was like a little more of like a backsliding Christian you know because he never talked about Jesus we smoked weed together every day mm-hmm. that was you know that was it that's what we, we smoked weed and and uh, made music right and one day he came over and before we were gonna make the song I was like dude you want to spend some time uh meditating before we make this song um and he goes well what are we meditating about. And I said, well, I want to let's get in touch with the with the universe and we're going to get more lyrics. I promise it's going to help us to write this song. And um, he says, well, if we're not meditating on Jesus, then that's witchcraft and I don't want any part of it. I love that. Yeah. And I yeah, it took me back. Or I'm like, excuse me, you know. And for me, I'm like, I could understand if you thought that meditation was stupid but like to like tell me what i was doing was wrong was kind of weird to me you know i was just like dude i'm trying to better my life i'm trying to find peace i'm trying to help you to write right. this song better right you know like all these types of things and he kind of just came to me with that mm-hmm. and um that was kind of the beginning of me beginning to find jesus um and i was at his house again and um he we're sitting there. We're we're stoned, you know. And he says, uh, "Hey man, you want to read the Bible?" Hmm. And I'm like, uh, guess." I'm like, "I don't know." And he pulls out this book, which is like the biggest book I ever seen in my entire life. Right, the big he- Bible, <laughs> big Bible, yeah. And 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 for me, I played video games for like 14 years, so mm-hmm. I didn't read at all. You know, okay. I didn't read. I was like disconnected from the world because I played these games every moment of my life. How old were you at this time when you're breaking out the Bible? About twenty-three. Okay. Twenty-three years old. Um, and um he breaks out the Bible and he's like, dude, I think you'll find something in here that's 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 for you. And I'm Mm. like, Yeah, I bet you I'll find a lot in there, bud. You know, like that's the biggest book I ever seen. Not (laughs) let alone I don't read books at all. (laughs) Like, you know, it was like, it was so, oh man, unlike anything I would ever do.
0: Sure, Right.
1: And, but then he pulls out the Bible and he opens it up and, uh, there's highlights all over the pages. Wow. And to me, that was very, um, something, it was kind of weird. Right. Cause my thought is that's not only the biggest book I ever seen in my life, but, it looks like you've really just read this thing right, right. like so much like you've right. read it more than once mm-hmm. you know uh and taken the time to highlight the words right you know and um so he started reading it and it felt like every word was just hitting me right where I was needing help like every wow. word was speaking directly to me and I was feeling this euphoria that was very light it was super light and my thought was like what like either this is the best weed i ever smoked
0: yeah you smoked some some funky weed
1: yeah yeah either this is really good pot or (laughs) there's something going on in this this book right you know because i'm feeling higher than i've ever felt but it's like almost like a pure it's like it was just like this like it was the presence of God, you know. Yeah. I felt the presence of God on me, which um, I feel like weed tries to imitate. Interesting. You know? Um, interesting. And, and
0: um, you know, it's funny you say that. I had I took this note while you were talking because I've heard a lot of people, even self-proclaimed Christians, they're talking a lot about like ayahuasca and these like drug high experiences. Where they they meet and see these beings, and some of them could you know they, they consider them God type experiences. And uh, what do you think about all that? Do you think it's demonic, or do you think it could be God experiences?
1: Um I think it's demonic, but I believe that sometimes God can break through. Sure, in certain ways. So for me, I don't tell this one very often, but uh in 2008, I was at the lowest point in my life. And my, I was like selling weed in Oregon and not doing very good at it. I was just smoking it all. I was just in the worst, worst place in my life. And um, my drug dealer said, Hey, I got some mushrooms, man. You're going to take some mushrooms. I said, okay, sure, man, let's do it. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, I took these, these mushrooms and I had a really, a really, really, really crazy type of a uh, trip. Yeah. Um, and I got, you know, like taken out of my body and I got confused and a lot of weird things and Was it and scary? Old... Was it like were you like fearful? In it um, or So two sides of it. So at first uh so what happened was I got taken to this place um cuz I just started thinking things and they were feeling really real and my girlfriend at the time was like uh, we were watching this movie and I felt like the, the villains that were coming to get these people in the movie were, were actually happening It was coming. Like, I was like, these people are really coming for us. Wow. Uh, she's like, you're being crazy. You're ruining my mushroom trip. I need you to get out of here basically. And she put me, yeah. she put me in my room and, um, just having all these thoughts, um, about life and like becoming who you you want to be in life kind of, and like, kind of, I don't know. It, it was kind of weird, but, um, or it was kind of like this thought of, if you want to be an actor, you can be an actor. You just have to work towards it. It doesn't just happen type of thing. Like, I don't right. know. Was, but then suddenly I got like taken, my conscious got like taken to this place, mm-hmm. like outside of my body. And I see a body of light in this reality and in this light there was all these other tiny little lights wow right and it was like oh this light felt like uh like it was like almost like god and all the little lights were people and we were all connected to this little light interesting and i was feeling like maybe this is heaven wow and um suddenly i got woken up out of this place and I was confused because I was like, maybe heaven's on earth. Mm -hmm. This is a crazy story. Okay. So, and I'm trying to go through earth. And I think that I discovered this secret that Mm. heaven is on earth. Yeah. Right. But quickly it proved to be false. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause you know, my thought was like me and all my friends, we can be superheroes now. And we, you know, I like had this, I went completely crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can turn my car into a Lamborghini like the earth is my playground. So I'm in this place that felt like heaven, but was not. And then everybody's like, dude, you're you're being crazy. And I'm like trying to run outside and they're like, dude, stay inside, stay inside. And I felt like I was being pulled between heaven and hell. Wow. Interesting. And um, yeah. So after that, they put me back in my room and they're like, stay in your room. Don't do anything. And they turn out the light Mm -hmm. and now it's dark and, um, I get taken to another place and now it's complete darkness. Mm -hmm. And in this darkness, it's just me, myself and I, Mm -hmm. and it's pure sadness. Right. So I'm in my room and I felt like I was shown that there was a heaven, but I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm stuck in hell for eternity. Wow, that's what I felt in that moment, and I just cried, and it was like there's no escaping this; it's wow. not going away, and it, it was really horrible. And um, so the next day I woke up, I didn't really remember anything. Really? Yeah. And um, so a couple weeks passed, and I still don't remember anything. Hmm. And then uh, my my drug dealer was like, "Hey, man, you want to come by and talk about uh the the trip?" Because it was kind of crazy. Everything that happened was kind of crazy. And uh, I'm over there. And suddenly everything starts coming back to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, my heart just started beating so fast. And I was so scared. I was so scared because I remembered in the mushroom trip, there was what it felt like someone else there. Mm -hmm. Right? Like almost another voice. That was dark, hmm. and it was it was scary. Yeah. Um. And this time, I was bringing, I was going back and hmm. remembering everything, and I was starting to hear that voice again. What the? And I was like, no, I don't want this. I I didn't take any mushrooms.
0: Right. You know. Like. Yeah. You're sober it. right now, right?
1: I'm. I'm. Well, I smoked I smoked some weed, which I sure I always did. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, which I'm sure that can also. Retrigger all it back this. yeah yeah, yeah. but um so i got so scared that like i couldn't take my mind off of this thing and i feel like th- the enemy was trying to um heal me because mm. the thought that was going through my mind was hey you found heaven but heaven's not here on this earth and your only way to get to heaven is if you take yourself out of this earth Because your body is a prison to your soul. Wow. That's what I was hearing. And it was almost like this thought of, take your life so that you can spend eternity in heaven.
0: It's like a sinister, like to me, it's almost like a Judas mindset. It's like, oh yeah, he's the son of God. We'll sell him, we'll sell him, condemn him to death. And then, you know, that will take care of it. He'll, he'll, he'll get out of it or, you know, become the Messiah we're all waiting for. And then mm-hmm. oh wait, that wasn't God's plan, Judas. You took it into your own hands. Yeah. And then he went off sadly in
1: despair, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm sitting here and my and my heart's just beating so fast. Like yeah. I probably had a hundred BPMs for like wow. six hours. And I Jeez. couldn't stop thinking. I couldn't stop thinking. And like my girlfriend at the time was like, let's watch a movie. I watched the movie, but the whole movie goes by and I'm just thinking. Like I'm not, wow. I didn't pay attention to one second of the movie. Mm-hmm. And At the end of the day, I had this moment um, where I was able to find peace and what I came to the conclusion of at the end of this thing was there is a heaven and there's a hell and what I do on this earth is going to determine which of these places that I go. And if I were to take my life now, even if that's what it was, I wouldn't end up in heaven. I would end up in hell. Mm-hmm. And I came to this conclusion that I needed to live a life mm-hmm. that was worthy of heaven, right? but like, but I didn't understand it was Jesus right. I, right. And the one thing that I tell people who are like super mushroom advocates and stuff, the difference between my trip and a lot of other people is, When, when I came out of it and I came to that conclusion, Mm -hmm. every little thing in me said, don't touch mushrooms ever again. Yeah. Don't ever do it again. Like, right. Because you might not come back. Right. Pretty much. That was like, so for me, when it's like, oh, this brings you closer. And then they're like, yeah, just keep taking mushrooms. Like, no, like Uh -uh. that's, that is not what I got out of this. I got, don't touch these things these things are scary and you don't need them. You know, it's funny. I I
0: come from such a different history, Curtis, like I've, you know, I've used alcohol, tobacco, um, taken some opiates, I guess when I got my tooth removed in, in high school or whatever, but you know, I've never smoked weed. I've never done any sort of narcotics and, um, my mom, you know, I grew up in an environment where I was, I was taught pretty, pretty thoroughly that drugs are portals for demons. And, yeah. um,
1: there was no word of the word demon was not in my family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll call them demons, spirits, whatever. Yeah. But well, yeah, I mean,
1: no, or even, even Jesus, we didn't even like my family. Right.
0: didn't Talk about. Yeah. Those. It's wild, but it's wild to hear you talk about these experiences. Cause I'm almost thinking, you know, it's, it's like reinforcing like, Hey, maybe I was taught right growing up. Definitely. Yeah. Right? You were, Cause you always wonder, it's like, ah, I got, I got friends that are self-proclaimed Christians that smoke marijuana and they seem like great people. And, you know, that's cool. But, um, you know, it doesn't seem to like impact them in a way that makes them do things that are not Christian. Um, at least that I've seen, but, um, you know, I don't know. I just never had a desire to do it. And I figure if I do it and like it, I'd want to do it all the time. So I don't want to do it. And if I do it and hate it, then I'd regret doing it. So
1: why bother doing it? Yeah. There's no reason, no reason to do it. That's why, that's why I try to stay away from like video games. Yeah. Because I know that I'll really enjoy it. And you're all or nothing. You you get into it. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I like the, uh, the contest of it. You know, it's so,
0: so interesting. You, uh, you talked about fighting for the light mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I've heard you say a couple of times just about how like meditation, for instance, it's like a, a really trendy thing now. Like you got to meditate and it'll change your life. But if you're not meditating on Jesus and God's law, then, you know, it's demonic
1: potentially. It's um, like you're, you're, you're trying to access a realm that was in a way that has not been granted to you right? through God.
0: So, right. You said you're fighting for the light in the music industry, and I feel like GLE and and Phil Swanson are fighting for the light. And and I've felt this call when I started this podcast, fighting for the light in the personal development world, in the Napoleon Hill's the you know all these books on personal development that kind of dabble into this universe. They call it the universe or uh, hmm. infinite intelligence or you know there's always some name for tapping into manifesting stuff yeah and which uh, i'm
1: sure that you could probably kind of do it but i just think it's very uh it's it's evil and i don't think it's going to give you any joy i don't think it's pleasing to god yeah Um, i agree uh, you can have probably some sort of joy but
0: sure you
1: know earthly joy right money money i found that money does provide joy to a certain level right when you could pay your bills. You don't have to worry about your bills. You don't have to worry about all of the essentials in life. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't add joy. You know, right. it, it just, it just, you know, like things don't necessarily make you happy.
0: You know, it's funny. I've I've actually heard a study that um they, they followed like a hundred different people who you know, they followed them like their whole life from like, it was like a 70 year study or something crazy like that. And uh, they all ended up with different income levels, and et cetera, et cetera. But what they found is once people had their basic needs met, you know, they had clothing, they had food, they had a safe, a dry place to sleep, you know, basic, basic needs, you know, making, I don't know, 60,000 a year, or something, some basic type of uh, income, increasing your income beyond that, actually decreased their happiness more more money more problems exactly it's it's (laughs) interesting it's interesting um so you have a fascinating story curtis i'm i'm uh so let's just close out you know jesus found you here in your in your 20s you're reading the bible with your friend yes let's kind of close out your testimony here like what what happened after that you're hearing you're hearing god's word
1: so, yeah, he reads the word to me and it just hits me and um, he comes to my house again. He brings his Bible. Well, no, I usually would go to his house. He came to my house when we were going to make music mm-hmm. and he brings his Bible. Uh, he asked if we want to read the word again. And this time I'm like, yeah, man, I would love to. My mind's like open to the thought of reading this Bible because of the way it affected me last time. Sure. Uh, and then he asked me if I had ever given my life to Jesus and I said, well, I got baptized when I was a baby. And he said, oh, that's not giving your life to Jesus. though. Giving your life to Jesus is asking him into your heart. You're giving your life to Jesus is truly uh, asking him to be the Lord of your life. You mm-hmm. know, he taught me how how to do that. And that night in my own time, he I was just laying in bed and I asked Jesus into my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't know what it meant. Right. I, I never, one thing with me. Is I never really had people teaching me yeah. all that much, uh, especially at the beginning. Um, so I gave my life to Jesus, and I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know anything. I just know I just gave my life to Jesus, mm-hmm. and he left his Bible there. And I would start going to bed, and I started feeling – so so the first night I was walking by it, and I felt like there was like, um, like a jolt that like made me look over at the Bible mm-hmm. sitting on this counter. And I felt like it was like, read me. Right. And, and um, my thought process <laughs> was I don't read books. Yeah. Like I'm, why would I read this? I I mean, I'm not just going to sit here and do something that I don't do. Right. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to read that book, not to mention, even though I had already given my life to Jesus, this was my two thoughts was either either that book is the most evil book in the entire universe right or it's the answer to everything i've been trying to figure out right and and it it is my way to the light and um but the first night i didn't pick it up and read it and the second night i was going to bed and the same thing happened Mm -hmm. and i said okay fine i'll read it um so i go to bed and i um don't know how to read the Bible, mm-hmm. really. So I just start on page one, Genesis, chapter one, page one. Right. And by the, the time beginning. I got to like page two or three, um, I started feeling sleepy. Right. Right. So I was like, man, I feel kind of sleepy. Mm-hmm. And I went to sleep. And the next day I woke up and I was like, man, that's the best sleep I've had in like three years. Wow. Like, uh, cause I had so much anxiety, so much insomnia, so much of this hmm. stuff that was just eating at me. Right. And, uh, so I just said, I'm, I'm going to read it again tomorrow yeah. because even if it doesn't give me anything, at least I'm going to get some sleep, you know,
0: you're so getting like, a taste of the peace that surpasses all understanding there, Curtis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely. awesome. Brother. Uh, but at the same time, now I'm doing it every night and I'm kind of like, okay, like I'm in the middle of Exodus and I'm like, okay, this is all great, but where's Jesus, you know? And now I know I can go back and see Jesus in all these stories. But uh, at that time I didn't know, you know, Mm -hmm. I was working as a coffee barista at a coffee shop in where I lived in Centralia, Washington. Mm -hmm. And my boss, not knowing what I had been going through, and honestly, I think he just wanted me to work on Sundays. Uh, he was like, "Hey, man, you want to go to church with me Sunday?" And I said, "Yeah, I would love to go to church on, on Sunday." You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is the exactly where I want to go." Yeah. You no, know? I want to hear learn about Jesus.
0: That's awesome, man.
1: And uh, so I go to church. I'm sitting there, and the pastor uh, starts talking. He starts talking about Jesus, and I'm like, "There's, there's the guy I want to hear about." Yeah. You know. And um he which I never heard him do this ever again, but he um uh, challenged us to come to church every week that month. Mm-hmm. And I said, challenge accepted. And I made sure that I was doing what I needed to do to make sure I was making it to church on Sunday, every weekend. That's awesome. That, yeah. Yeah. And then in that month, I got plugged into a young adults group. Right. And I'm in this young adults group, it's cool. And I remember them asking me, like, turn to John chapter five. And I said, "Where's this kind of embarrassing, but I have no idea how to do that. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. they taught me how to read my Bible. I said, where should I read this thing from? You Mm -hmm. know, and, um, they told me to start in Matthew. So I started in Matthew Mm -hmm. and, um, At this point, I'm I'm plugged into church. I feel at home at church. Mm -hmm. Um, I one thing that I tell people sometimes is like when I was going to church, I didn't go there for people at all. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get to know Jesus.
0: You were seeking truth.
1: I was seeking truth. I was like, these people might all be messed up. Right. I'm going there so that I can figure out, you know, find my people. That's awesome, man. People just hate they're like, all oh, Christians are this, or I don't like the people at church or this and this. I'm like, don't go there for the people. Right. Go you know, there. That's, a, that's amazing, <laughs> Curtis. Cause like, I,
0: I just did a podcast on this. Cause I've heard some Christian entrepreneur friends of mine talking about how they're seeking, you know, they're seeking the Bible says to seek. So I'm seeking. And, you know, I hear him talking though. And like, it makes me question like where you're seeking matters. Right. And you said, earlier you saw the bible and you were like this is either the most important book ever or it's like the worst book ever and Mm -hmm. i saw this uh my my mom actually sent it to me this uh c.s lewis quote Mm -hmm. he says christianity if false is of no importance and if true is of infinite importance the only thing it can't be is moderately important And um, I just think it's so important as if you're actually out there seeking, you got to seek Jesus where he can be found and the only place is in his word. And Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, if you're seeking him with people that don't know his word, you're going
1: to, you're not going to get the right answers you're looking for. Right. It's like being unequally yoked kind of, right. Yeah. you're, You're both trying to, you know, it was like me when my buddy first told me Jesus is the way. And he's telling me like, I'm like, so So he said, there's only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus. Right. And I'm like, so you're telling me that Buddhists who spend their entire life right. trying to seek God, meditating every day, living way more uh holy yeah. lifestyles good. than we do, good lifestyles than we do, yeah. they're going to hell. Right. And he's like, yes.
0: <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I'd say we don't know. We can't merciful, fully, give,
1: but, yeah we can't fully but but if that, Jesus is the
0: only way and they don't confess him
1: you know yeah, in the end it, it, it's in god's hands so we can't you know it, it says don't say who uh goes to heaven right and for that's to you know bring god to earth i think and don't say who goes to hell that's to 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 bring i don't know like reverses i can't remember the exact script i think i know the verse you're talking about but <laughs> yeah. i can't quote it either um but uh but that was at first like really offensive to me where i'm like sure. this is it's kind of an offensive religion right like because yeah. it's like jesus is the way the truth and white. nobody comes to the father except through him so so it's really like looking at everyone and being like i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> you know, like, right but it's, it's
0: offensive and at the same time it's the most comforting
1: exactly blessed yeah.
0: place to know that I don't have to do good to get to heaven because I know that I've done evil. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can't on my own get to heaven. And so, you know, that's like the two and I'll encourage anybody. I had, I had a lady reach out to me recently who said she, her goal was to get to know the Bible better this year. And I told her, I said, go read starting in Matthew and then jump to uh, like Romans. And some of those epistles, you know, acts is probably a little, a little dry, maybe for the the first time reader, but um,
2: you I've know, start at
0: Matthew, start reading, and then you know, I, I encourage them to read uh, Law and Gospel, which is a book by uh, an early Lutheran pastor, the first president of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in like the eighteen hundreds here in uh, the United States, CFW Walther. Mm-hmm. But it breaks down the doctrines of law and gospel, which are just, it's so important as you're reading through, because there's all these contradictions, right, in the Bible. Like, did you run into any any of those, like, contradictions of, like, hey, it says I got to follow the Ten Commandments here, and then it says Jesus did it all over here, and, like, how do yeah. I how do I reconcile yeah. that, you know? Me
1: and my my wife are sitting here reading through the whole whole Bible, and sometimes definitely the Old Testament is like, whoo! Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, that was a great one to read right before bed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right <100%, laughs> uh, man. but yeah i mean it always feels so amazing reading the new testament i'll tell you that because we jump old testament new testament old testament yeah. right old testament you're like you're like wow he's really serious about right. taking him serious mm-hmm. right and not worshiping other idols and stuff like that and i mean new testament also is with that but like and then right. you go to new testament and you're like Oh, he's also like so loving, but even in the Old Testament, you see how forgiving he is, right? Right. Yeah. Even though he might have just done something that's like completely like, oh my gosh, like sure, so serious. Yeah. But then he's yeah. also like, but if you turn from your evil ways, if you mm-hmm. repent, and and you and you come back to me, I will forgive you yeah. guys. You know, I'll give you right. another. Yeah, it's
0: that faith, you know, the the Old Testament points to Jesus, faith in the one that's coming to redeem sins, and the New Testament points back to the guy that's come mm-hmm. to fulfill the Old Testament, right? And, yeah. and give us the New Testament. And uh, I love that, man. I love I'm it. I'm
1: very happy I was born in the New Testament era.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. I, very I, I, much. I'm, could you imagine, like, I, I picture going to the synagogue or whatever right and you're like got to buy an animal and then slaughter the thing yeah or the priest does and like i'm just like
1: it yeah. seems crazy it's like wow craziness yeah um um so where was i where was i on the uh okay so to church
0: you're going to church washington
1: so i would say for me when i gave my life to jesus was the day that like everything changed. Mm -hmm. And then after I started going to church and going to this group and I'm reading my Bible, I had a moment where I believe was the day that I was truly born again. And, um, I was sitting here and I was talking to God. I'm still smoking weed at this point. You know, it's just, this is what I do. Nobody told me to stop smoking weed. Sure. No one told me, uh, anything other than me going to church a couple of times and, and like hearing the word, you know? Um. So I'm standing here and I'm, I'm sitting at my house and I'm talking to God and I said, okay, God, I'm a Christian. I'm your, I, I believe you're my savior. I want to follow you and I want to be a Christian, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? Like what is it? Can I was like, can I still smoke weed? It comes from the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must be from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I still at least drink on the weekends with my friends? Mm-hmm. Because life's going to be really boring. If I can't, you know, do the things that I've done in life to have fun. Yeah. You know, can I even still make music? Like, is this something that you would want from me? Mm-hmm. Um and suddenly a friend of mine sends this song. And when the song gets here, uh, I push play. It wasn't a Christian song, any anything, but it was what God wanted to use in this moment. And as the the song turned on, I felt the presence of God on me. Again, hmm. similar to when I was in the room and he was reading the Bible. So I felt the presence of God on me. And then the beat changed a little and it doubled. It was so heavily on me. It was what, like, what was the song? Uh, so the song was called medicine and um by daughter. And it was like an EDM remix of this song. Okay. And, and the words start and it felt like there was a thousand words connected to every single word that was being spoke. Wow. And, God was speaking to me directly through the song and the song said, pick it up, pick it all up and start over again. Mm -hmm. You've got a second chance. You could go home, escape it all. It's just irrelevant. Mm
2: -hmm. You have
1: a warm heart and a beautiful brain, but it's disintegrating from the medicine. Wow. And what God spoke to me in that moment was for the first time I heard the word sin in medicine. Yeah. Medicine. And um,
0: interesting. I've never picked up on that. That's interesting. Man. I,
1: I never heard it. And, and what, what he said to me was everything you're holding in your hands right now, the weed, the partying, uh, all these things are the things that you've gone to, to give you peace, right? And the reason you're afraid to put them down is because you don't think you're going to be able to find peace without them. Mm-hmm. And he revealed to me, he was almost like, I'm not even mad at you that these things have, contr-. at this point, it was like this forgiving feeling. It was like that these things have controlled your life for so long because right. this is the only thing you've known to be your right. peace. Right. This is what your family knew to be their peace. This is what your friends knew to be their peace. So why would you not? Mm-hmm. You know? uh Wow. And, and he revealed to me that all of these things were all counterfeit gods mm-hmm. that the world is running to to fill a God-sized hole in their heart. Right. But as we run to them, they bring us up, and then they bring us Further down than they brought us up. Mm -hmm. As we continue to rely on these things to fill us, they in reality give us a momentary numbness and then destroy our life behind it. Mm -hmm. And God said, When you're Christian, you rely on me to be your peace. Mm -hmm. And if you would trust me to set these things down for a moment and Run to me to be your peace. Mm-hmm. I will do everything that those things were trying to, that you were trying to get from those people and more. Wow! I'll I'll fill your heart. I'll take. A, I'll give you peace. I'll give you hope. I'll I'll, I'll give you a path. I'll mm-hmm. fill your heart till it overflows. And instead of destroying your life in the meantime, I'll restore your life. Wow! That's and, amazing, brother. Yeah. And I, the, the spirit of God was on me so heavy, Mm -hmm. so heavy that I just sat there. I hadn't cried for maybe three years. I didn't cry when my granddad passed away, I did not cried in, and I was in the hospital holding Mm -hmm. his hand. I, I was just constantly like numb, like I was like sad and stuff like that, but still just numb, Mm -hmm. you know, and I hadn't, and I sat there and I cried tears of joy for three hours straight.
0: Oh my goodness! I was man.
1: just sitting there, just so happy. Yeah, it felt as though I had a second chance. Yeah, and um, that's an amazing and, story. Yeah,
0: as a life, it, so I'm I grew up lifelong Christian. I always knew I believed Curtis, and um, there was a time I remember. You know, I I don't think of it as like getting saved, but there was a time in my college years where I was partying with some buddies. It was actually the night before Easter Sunday. And I got, I drank a lot. I woke up and I had thrown up in the bed that I was sleeping in. And, uh, I went to church and I was still so sick after church. I went to meet my buddy and his parents for, for brunch. And, uh, I threw up in the parking lot before brunch after church. And I was driving home back to, back to my, uh, my dorm And I remember just thinking, man, I'm a hypocrite. Like I go to church and I say, I believe this one thing, but I'm just not living. I'm not doing what I say I believe. And I remember just kind of this distinct moment of like, I just don't want to be a hypocrite anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I want to, I want to actually live out what I, what I say I believe and, uh, you know, from then on, it's just been a fight. It's been a fight for that. And, uh, you know, I'm grown and changed and still messed up along the way. But I heard, you know, you said about quitting weed. I heard a, a pastor talk about, you know, can, can Christians smoke weed? And his, his response was yes. Yeah. No. And then he said, but once you're a Christian, you're going to be studying the word and you're going to be in the word and you're going to be, you know, the spirit's going to prompt your heart. And, um, if you need to stop smoking weed, the spirit's going to put that on your heart.
1: It's your job conv- to
0: convict you of that. Right.
1: It's your job to listen to what, what, what God's telling you to do. And, and the more you say yes, I believe the more he's able to um put in front of you. Mm-hmm. Right When you, when he knows, like, I mean, he knows all things, but like when he knows that right. you're going to go into these situations and you're going to handle them in a way right. that is a good representation of him. And you're going to, you know, um, I believe that he like trusts us with more. He will trusts us with uh with more responsibility and right and, and all these things and and that's kind of like what God did with with the music was um, if you're willing to give me everything, I want to take you to places that you can't imagine, right. But if you can't handle yourself in these areas that he starts revealing to me as I'm going through my walk, Mm -hmm. after i'm like really following him you get to these places it's like at the beginning i feel like it's like the obvious the obvious types of sins it's like hey you shouldn't be sitting around your house smoking weed all day you shouldn't be listening to this music that obviously is grieving uh right the spirit right like you can hear it and be like "This this is not of god this is not of god this is not of god so you shouldn't be filling yourself with it, right? So you're right. like, oh, maybe I should stop listening to this type of stuff. Right. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, getting wasted. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> Both so of those think, last
0: two get, took me a long time, by the way, especially music, because yeah. I love country music. I love all these different kinds of music, but the messaging is so bad.
1: Yeah. It's just yeah. And, and it's, it's you know, it, everyone all, is also on their own sanctification process, too, you know? Like, 100%. 100%. So, and I don't judge. I mean,
0: I still, I still go to the rodeo down here in Houston.
1: Yeah, for you sure. Know? You know, like, uh, but like, there's certain things that you can listen to and be like, I definitely shouldn't be listening to this. Oh yeah, it's you know? just pure <laughs> evil. Should, yeah, yeah. So, so or you're like, I hundred percent should not be listening to this. A hundred percent. But like, yep. but yeah, he go like cleans you up. He cleans you up there, and mm-hmm. then you get to these next levels of things that he wants to to reveal to you. Like for right. me, the thought of like, um saving myself till marriage yeah was not even a thought in my mind Mm -hmm. i didn't think that that was possible i didn't think that there was such thing as this i didn't even know about it
0: right right
1: so so uh i'm going to church and i'm sitting we would go to danny's after because like uh as i started making christian music it started getting like you know like lots of people in the area that were starting to just get excited about everything and stuff like that we would all go to danny's and there's this girl that showed up at danny's and she was wearing a ring and I was like, are you engaged? And she says, oh, no, this is my promise ring. I'm waiting. I'm saving myself until marriage. And my mind was like, oh, people really do that. <laughs> like, that's a that's an actual thing. You thought it was just in the movies, huh? I didn't even know. Not even in the movies. I don't yeah, know. Right. I, it was just impossible for me because, I mean, I was exposed to, uh, you know, like, Porn when I was in, yeah. like, when I was like eight, very seven, unhealthy
0: days. sexual environment,
1: exactly. And my family, my mom got my brother, uh, well, my next door neighbor got my brother a stack of Playboys when he was 16. So, and my mom was like, you know, wow. go yeah. for it, as long as you're not going out being promiscuous with all these girls, right? That was kind of my family's way of keeping us out of trouble, was like, um, yeah, consume this so that sure. you don't do that because this is the lesser evil in my mom's. Sure. Sure. Eyes. But like, but you know, my mom was an amazing mom. She just, like I said, she was just very, you know, she's not to this day. She's not a, uh, a Christian. I don't
0: know how single parents do it, Curtis. Like I, I have a three-year-old daughter. I know you're a father married now. Um, married, waited till marriage. I, good for you, brother. Yeah. I I just don't know. Like I see these single parents I, when we were in the hospital, uh, having our daughter this lady was in there by herself having a baby no husband so sad. and i was like i couldn't believe it like i was literally it gave me all this perspective of just like all these single moms and dads around the world that like it would be so hard uh, you yeah. know I, my heart goes out to them because uh, you know especially if you don't know god's truth like struggling through those and, and toiling
1: in that they don't even know they don't even know that how the importance of it or where to
0: run for comfort right and of course you know no surprise they do it in a bottle or in drugs or in something else
1: or sports yeah we didn't i didn't know or their career right yeah you know and and i lost for me we always had a little bit of a of a she would always teach us really good morals and stuff like uh uh she we were i lived grew up in vegas for 17 years of my life so like she took us to a uh, a slot machine, and she said, "This is gambling. This is a dollar. I'm gonna put a dollar into this slot machine. Now I'm gonna pull this thing. It's gonna spin around, and look, we lost. Your dollar's gone. Right. Don't gamble. <laughs> That's, That's a good lesson." That was- that was it, you know. Yeah. People ask me, like, "What if it like hit a jackpot?" And, you know, like, <laughs> I, I compulsive don't know.
0: gambler, your whole it, life, right?
1: It didn't. It didn't hit a, yeah. a jackpot, you know. Um, and uh, I lost my dad to uh, drugs and alcohol. So, oh, wow. so, and and mainly alcohol. So mm-hmm. we've had like this um, this understanding of, hey, you probably shouldn't uh, become an alcoholic. Yeah, he might kill you. Yeah. You know? so yeah. that's kind of been my family we've never been like anti-alcohol in reality they like it's like big uh big beer drinkers like nice you know craft brews and stuff like that is my yeah, yeah, yeah our last name's hoppy right yeah so- that's perfect for the uh the <laughs>
0: ipas man yeah you know so IPAs. hey before we keep going this is so much fun man i got i get distracted having so much fun listening to your story that uh i forgot to tell the audience y'all if you're not following curtis the Curtis, K-U-R-T-I-S, Hoppy, H O P P I E dot com. The com. He's at the Curtis Hoppy on Instagram, YouTube. Go check him out. Follow him. Subscribe. Listen to his music. He's got great stuff. Put it on your workout mix. Whatever you got to do. Whenever you're getting hyped up. I like to listen to it in the morning before work. Just kind of get me in a good mindset. Going to the office, get my energy up. But um I want to kind of switch gears here, Curtis, and talk about songwriting. I got some guitars back here. I've written some songs. I've, uh, um, I had the opportunity to play a song I wrote at my brother's, uh, rehearsal dinner. Um, another song I wrote at my wedding to my wife. Um, and, uh, I can see from just those small experiences, like I had this taste of like, when you write something original and the audience crowd responds to it, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a high like it's I can see why artists get addicted to going on tour and being on stage, playing live music, and I just want to hear kind of your perspective just from the christian mindset too um as kind of a twist to it you know what is it like for you performing music and uh just tell me a little bit about that man
1: i love I love performing music I love making music i like right now i'm i have like I haven't released an album in like five years. And right now I'm sitting here on this like rough draft of my first album since I used to be triple three was my old rap name. And now I'm Curtis, Curtis Hoppy, which is my real name. And uh, I'm sitting on my first album ever. And like, there's something that you get about creating when you create music and you like it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it like means something and it's powerful. And it's like something that, you know, the only that, that no one else, can make this song, mm-hmm. right? They can make something similar, sure. or whatever but right. this song does not exist without the time, the effort, the story, the, you know, it doesn't exist without, you know, opening the canvas and getting started, you know? Um, And, and I love it. So for me, from the beginning was, I found peace in Christ right mm-hmm. i always wanted to use music as a tool before i started making music i didn't um want to make music my brother made music he rapped i was his biggest mm-hmm. fan um i wanted to play video games that was it you know and i would yep. make songs here and there but i had no i i didn't care about making music i'm like okay there's one m I'm a Detroit guy, so I was Eminem, Kid Rock. I'm like, I'm not going to be the next Eminem, and I don't want to be the next Eminem. That was kind of like my my thought process until I found a real purpose as to why I was doing it. You know? And even before God, it was like, my purpose is to expose the evil of the industry. Right. And then I found God, and He does that, but He also exposes sin and it exposes. Uh, truth and mm-hmm. gives you hope rather than sometimes just talking about all of the evil just brings fear, right? Yeah, 100%. And uh, so for me, I love that. I've always, I know how much it hurt before I knew God. Mm. Right? I personally can't remember the pain anymore. I'll say that if what somebody on here that's like a, a gift, you know. A new christian or thinking about christianity or or whatever is god really like heals pain Mm -hmm. right so i can go back and i can say oh yeah i was dealing with this and dealing with this and this and sometimes i feel like i'm like man am i just like stretching the truth here because i can't remember the how bad it was but I was literally, I had so much anxiety that I was like hiding under windows because I thought my next door neighbor wanted to kill me. Like Whoa. Some weird, weird stuff. You know what I'm saying? Crazy, man. But, but so for me, I know, I know the power of knowing God. Mm-hmm. So that's always been my thing is I want, I, I want to go into these places and I want to see people encounter a living God like I have. So awesome. when I go there, that's my goal,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, performing. I get scared. I'm always scared before I perform. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, it's like nervous, something.
0: like butterflies, like nervous, scared.
1: nervous. I don't know. Like, I know I can go up there and sing my songs. Right. I know I can do that. But for me, I always minister between my music. Right. And I don't go in with a 100% game plan. Mm-hmm. Right. I go in and I just, you know, I mean, to an extent, you know, I tell a little bit of a similar story or, yeah. here and there, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'm going to say in between my songs. Mm-hmm. So I get, I'm like, I get worried, you know, just my flesh is kind of like, what if you look like a fool? Yeah. What if, what if you mess everything up? What if, you know, this and that. And, um, uh, I found that to be a good thing for me hmm. because I have to rely on God. Yeah. You got to let go. Yeah. I have what does to it say, rely- does it oh.
0: say in, uh, I forget what book it is, but when they send out the apostles, disciples they say, don't worry about what you're going to say. God will give you, you know, when you're, when you're in that seat, don't worry about what you're going to say. God, will, the Holy spirit will give you the words in the appropriate time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and for me, there was one time that I was like, man, I'm going to kill this. I'm not nervous at all. This is it. And I go on stage. And then as I'm talking in between, it's me, all me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm talking and nothing has the spirit on it."
0: You know, it's so funny. I've been meditating on this verse. Um, this verse that is, uh, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. And I have this theory reading, like, the stories of Joseph and the Bible and David and people that, like, went through really dark stuff, being in prison wrongly, all this, you know, very hard struggles. And then ultimately got exalted to high levels of authority, power, whatever, significance, whatever you want to call it. And um, but I feel like kind of I hear it, too, from you, like. God took you from a place where you probably would have with fame and fortune and success in music or whatever, exalted Curtis, Mm -hmm. but now you're using it. And just like you said, you went in confident. Oh, I'm going to kill this blah, blah, blah. Didn't do that great. But, but when you change your mindset to, okay, this is to the glory of God and I'm exalting him through what I do, it kind of completely changes it. Right.
1: Yeah. I I need him. Yeah. uh, One thing, that when I cause I used to get really nervous a lot before I go on. It was like my my worst fear. So when I first started making music, I just dropped it online mm-hmm. and I didn't want to sing in front of crowds. Okay. Um, and uh until I got my first opportunity and it went really well, you know. Um, but I would still I still, you know, not as bad as I used to anymore, but um, I was at this concert one time and I was just getting really really nervous. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God spoke to me and was like, I didn't bring you here to make you look like a fool. Mm -hmm. I brought you here for a reason. Mm -hmm. So trust that I'm going to move on your behalf. Right. And, you know, so from that moment forward, before I go on stage, before I go on, I always, always just like Give it, all. Ask Give it all God I ask yeah. God to to speak through me I ask God to to, right. to help me and uh show me the way and what he wants me to say and you know so when I get on stage there's like there's like a fire that right. you meet me in person sometimes you know I'm a little stuttery or you know I'm a little I I I don't know but then when I go on stage it's like man I really feel feel like the spirit of God starts to, to use me and like brings out this fire mm-hmm. and I can always feel it when like, you know, like God was moving in this set, you know? Right. Um, you, you know, um,
0: it's so funny. Like, I think when you see a success like yours and your story, like it just makes me think Curtis how powerful God is. Right. Like I, I think, I think, when you see these Christians that have had these tremendous stories, like it's no doubt that it was God. Like nobody who looks at it can mistake that God acted in this way. Right. To hear, to hear some of the things you've talked about, especially just in this conversation, like um, it's pretty incredible. So how do you write songs, man? Like I, in my songwriting, like you mentioned earlier, I didn't know if I could, I think you said something like, I didn't know if I could write songs sober or without weed or without
1: Oh yeah, that was definitely a thing of Yeah, not- so
0: like what did it, like what is your process now? Like what do you do? Did you have trouble uh, with that or what?
1: No, n- nah, it just depends. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, right? Yeah. For me it just depends on if there's something I'm thinking about, you know? Right. Or if I go in and and I like that song Nothing, Nothing mm-hmm. was sometimes that song like that song came just I was making something I never planned to release.
0: I love the I love the the idea in that song is so clever because you're like taking something like a high on drugs and you're yeah. comparing it to being high on Jesus. Like, I don't know. I love it. And I think it, it's cool. And it kind like,
1: of, all of it kind of comes back to the story right. of who you are kind of right. So for me, right. nothing, the, the the idea spawned from an old moment when I had gotten saved right? and I had gotten saved and I had had my joy back. I had like a glow about me. Mm-hmm. And I walked into this coffee shop that I had always gone to, you know, but I was always high. I was always right. kind of a, a little more low. Right? right. So I'm in there and me and my buddies, I got my two first ever Christian friends that are sold out for God. And we're like, ha, ah, ah, we're like, we're like so energized. Mm-hmm. And the lady behind the counter was like, I want to be on whatever. He's like, what are you guys on? Because I want some of that. And I was like, I'm not on nothing but Jesus. <laughs> and and awesome. it was almost like um, the rich man who walked away sad. Because it was like, oh, I don't want that. Right. You no, know, I want something I can physically take. that's going to give me that joy. Right. But in reality, it was being free of all these things and being filled by the spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's what that song Was based off of was Mm -hmm. like me finding Jesus and then other people not understanding how good He is or not being willing to even try, right? You know, yeah. I love that song. That's the song that got me hooked. What's
0: the? There's two like versions of it. There's like nothing and then there's nothing but Jesus. uh, What's the difference? Like what what caused you to like remix it or whatever you did?
1: So a buddy of mine who's a oh. Juan Love is his name. His name okay. is Juan Love. And he's like, he does a lot of TikToks and stuff, and he got saved out of the um like EDM, like heavy dubstep. Like he got saved from that world and he feels called to reach that world. Huh. You know? So when that's when uh I was making nothing and I started uploading it, what happened was my me and my wife were driving home from church. And like I said, I was never planning on releasing that song. Um, and my wife did like this video while we were just rocking out to it. And I was like, oh, that's such a good video. We got to put it online. And it was my first video to like catch traction ever. Oh, wow. So I was like, I got to upload the song. And that's when I met Juan Love. And he was like, dude, can I do a remix? Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's do it, man. And we released it as a double single.
0: That's so, awesome, man. That
1: was that was his version of it. Both um, versions
0: are super cool. I like both.
1: Enjoy it. That's cool. I listen yeah. to the the normal one more than the uh the dubstep one.
0: Yeah, they're super cool, man. Super cool. I love it, man. You you've shared so much good stuff, Curtis, and this has been a blast. I could probably talk to you for another couple of hours. Maybe we'll have you back sometime yeah. and uh I just want to know, you know, before you go, I got to give another plug. If you're not following Curtis TheCurtisHoppy.com, at TheCurtisHoppy, on YouTube, Instagram. Go follow him. Listen to his music. New album coming out. Tell us about the new album.
1: It's coming. I haven't uh, put an album out in five years, right? Five since 2018. My old name, Triple Three. If you want to hear old Curtis, go to go check out Triple Three. There I don't recommend know. it, but uh, <laughs> just that's just because I don't. I, I you I want
0: to know, know Curtis? So you might not believe it because I'm pretty straight laced. Dude, now even though I got a my, my flat bill baseball cap on, but um, I was Philly B from the three one three,
1: back in B. back in
0: high school. Let's go, in Rochester, Michigan. Let's <laughs> my go, my buddy Bishner. We we had like a we had an album we were creating. I grew up in the white rapperville bill of Michigan,
1: so that, that was kind of like a thing back I could then. You know? see that being a thing in Michigan for sure. Yeah. Where, and yeah, I went and I did a concert in Michigan and it's very like, I knew it met people. They're like, I know, I knew Eminem or,
0: Oh, wow. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I I drove by his house. He lived like right in my neighborhood.
1: And they're uh, like, he, he used to show up everywhere and he was weird, dude. He was always on mushrooms or psychedelics. Or... Yeah. He's weird, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. But, um, I
1: have the yeah, same so, as Eminem.
0: Yeah. Tell, tell us more about the album. What can we expect, man? Do you, you got timing or anything yet? Like uh, I'm
1: hoping, I'm I'm hoping for for April. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I have a lot of like little like little things to finish up and really just mm-hmm. put all the um the special uh the special sauce on the album. Um, cool. but uh yeah, w- one thing that I can say is that it's uh, unapologetically unapolog- me. Nice. And um, it doesn't fit into any genre category.
0: No genre i like it
1: because for me something that has been like a gift and a curse is sometimes i feel i'm like a horrible word but i'm like jealous sometimes of other other artists that can just make the same style of music over and over and over and over and it just works for them yeah but for me it doesn't you That's know true. if i make a style for a while you get bored bored. yeah i also like this kind of music and then i'll make that style and then i'm like i also like this type type of music and i make that and i make so it's like i'm like this this goulash of all these different styles of music that i loved growing up you know i love it um but it's also nice for me because i have like built this brand around just making the type of music that i'm feeling in the moment Right. And writing what I feel like God wants me to write in the moment.
0: You know, if, if I was ever going to make an album growing up, I've had this title in my head for decades, Curtis. So I'll share it with you. Feel free to use it if you want. You might not think of it as highly as I do, but <laughs> I was always going to call the, the album No Genre. No Genre. Yeah. Because I'm the same way. Like, I get bored. I listen to all different kinds of music. I like all different kinds. Like, I write songs that are all sort of different genres and uh yeah like uh I love that I, I'm excited to, I'm excited to listen to it man and you probably are going to think I'm crazy but would it be totally crazy for me to ask you Curtis I GLE core values are faith love truth and courage mm-hmm. would it be crazy to collab on a GLE podcast intro song
1: I mean, I could sure I could sure try. We have to just say, I don't and sit I
0: don't out. know if you allow people to commission you to write songs or not, but anyway, you, no pressure. I, you don't have to answer now, but I wanted yeah, to put that bug in to, your ear.
1: Yeah. Find the, the right thing and just figure out what it would look like or what it would, you know, what, what you're looking for, I guess, you know? Yeah. 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 But that would be pretty sweet.
0: I think it'd be fun, man. All right. Well, last question, Curtis, I ask most everybody I interview this. And it's something that um, was one of the reasons I started the podcast is thinking back to being a kid and seeing, you know, even today, you got these like black and white pictures of your great grandparents, maybe, you know, maybe one or two photos of your great greats or something like that.
1: Yeah, we have Uh, a photo book at my grandma's.
0: Yeah. And, you know, now our next generation is going to see hundreds and thousands of videos on YouTube, potentially, and that, you know, who knows who's going to find this podcast in our yeah. future generations down the road. So with that in mind, what would you want to leave the future generations with today?
1: You're called to do greater things than you could even imagine. That that really, there's such a huge purpose on your life um, that that you don't even know until you fully... And you still don't know until the end of your life. Like you can't imagine the things that God wants to do, the the the, the people God wants to speak through through you and the mm-hmm. things that you love doing and to pick up whatever it is that you're passionate about and put it in God's hands and see what he does with it. Mm-hmm. Just submit it to his hands and see what he does with it because you never know. There's something like me with video games. And I was like, I love video games. Mm-hmm. And God said, this is an idol. Mm-hmm. And I need you to get rid of it and follow me. And like I said, somebody else could take that same thing, put it in God's hands and God could say, now this is a ministry. Right. Right. So right. you take it, put it in his hands and see what he does because, because you're called to do amazing things mm-hmm. and, And nobody on this earth is an accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, No matter what circumstances it took for you to be born, you're not an accident. You're a miracle. Because in in reality, even if it was like the the worst circumstances, you're Mm -hmm. like a super miracle. Right. Right. You're a super miracle. Right. Because your mom and dad, if the day they met, if they made one different move, you wouldn't exist. Right. Right. And then take it even deeper, the miracle gets bigger and bigger because their mom and dad and their mom and dad, if they made one different move and then right. your parents did one different move, right. you wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. All the way to the beginning of your entire family tree. Right. If there was one m- minor difference, mm-hmm. you wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. So God ordained you for a time as this. Right. God chose you to be alive. So if oh, you brother. wake up, you look in the mirror and you say, I have no purpose. I have no reason to be here. I was an accident. All these things, these are all lies from the devil. Amen, brother. So if you look in the mirror and say, I am chosen by God and I want everything that God has for me, no matter what it takes, God's going to change your life because mm-hmm. He can take me. I feel like I'm. Pretty basic without God, but with God, he makes us extraordinary because All he speaks sh- to us.
0: All things are possible with God. He's foreordained our good works that we might walk in them. And, Amen. Uh, if y'all go follow Curtis, the Curtis Hoppy, fight for the light in whatever God's called you to do. And uh, as you go, share this show out with somebody who needs to hear it and go lead everything
1: come on somebody